Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for March 3rd, 2022. I want to review today some of the background to the situation that's developing uh, in Ukraine in the battle between Russia and Ukraine, but actually much more what is a, a war which is launched by the city of London and Wall Street. They are the ones who have declared war against Russia. And NATO and the European Union is acting on the marching orders that are coming from their controllers in Wall Street and the City of London. Now, this goes back to something that we've reported on extensively, the August 2019 uh, meeting of the Federal Reserve Board in their annual retreat at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, when they declared a financial regime change for the world. This was coming immediately from BlackRock, but also from such people as Mark Carney, the former governor of the Bank of England, uh, and notably Prince Charles, as you'll see in a moment. Now, what was launched at that point was a plan that had been in the works going back several years, which had been endorsed by such people as, and promoted by such people as Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and others. But what it included after that conference was a reaction to the repo crisis in September 2019, which obviously they saw coming. The inability of banks to roll over the debt based on money available from the, the private banks alone, which demanded an, uh, stepping into the Federal Reserve to make sure there was money available to do that. At the next phase was the acceleration of the quantitative easing program of the Federal Reserve, which started in October 2019 and pumped trillions of dollars into the financial system, as has been reported by a number of people, including Paul Gallagher from the EIR. Now, this whole idea of a global financial regime change, which would have placed every country and their economic policy under the control of technocrats working for the private banks. That's what they meant by a financial regime change. There were countries unwilling to submit to that, notably Russia and China. And as a result, there was an escalated targeting of those countries for regime change, led by such financial swindlers as George Soros and his networks, but also networks in British intelligence and the U.S. intelligence agency. The next phase of this, and, and this is important, was the COP26 conference in November 2021 in Glasgow, Scotland. And at that conference, Prince Charles, in his position as the leader of an environmental movement that began in the post-World War II period and, and was sponsored by people such as his father, uh, Julian Huxley of UNESCO and others, Prince Charles gave a speech where he said that to impose the Green New Deal as part of the Great Reset, quote, we have to put ourselves on a warlike footing, unquote. And he added, we need, quote, a vast military style campaign, unquote. Now, the COP26 conference failed to unify around the prince's vision, uh, despite the efforts of the Davos crowd, Schwab, Mark Carney, John Kerry, Boris Johnson, and others. But they continued to push for this. They tried to set up a United Nations Green Police Agency to make sure that, car that nations stayed within their carbon uh, limits that were arbitrarily set. 
but this was blocked by Russia and China. Now, at that point, we, if you look at the all-out war that Prince Charles called for, we've seen a military, economic, psychological warfare campaign unprecedented in the modern period. That's what's underway in reaction to President Putin's demand that security guarantees be given to Russia, but also extended to all nations. Um, White House officials gave background briefings anonymously on January 25th and then again on February 28th, discussing the plans that they had drafted to carry out an all-out financial and economic war against Russia which included the intention to degrade their economy, to prevent the modernization of their economy, and to sabotage Putin's attempt to improve the overall situation for Russia. The January 25th meeting, of course, took place before Russia launched any intervention into Ukraine. And the February 28th meeting was to confirm that the plans that were in place were being implemented. Uh, among the comments in support of this were the French finance minister, Bruno Le Maire, who on February 28th announced the intent to use what he called a, quote, financial nuclear weapon, unquote, against Russia. He was later forced to delete that and, and uh, renounce that. But that is the intention coming from the European Union. This includes the new calls for a no-fly zone over Ukraine which would essentially bring NATO into direct military conflict with Russia. It's been rejected by most of the leaders, but by putting it on the agenda, they're beginning the discussion process, which was typified by the former head of Britain's Joint Forces Command, General Sir Richard Barons, who said this would be feasible, but he said, it becomes necessary when public opinion swings in support of it. And he said that would happen to stop attacks on people who, quote, look like us, unquote. Now, the, the question that you should ask is why was there no unified outcry from Europe and NATO forces against the genocidal warfare conducted by the U.S. and NATO forces, for example, in Afghanistan, Iraq? Libya, Yemen, Syria? Was it because they don't, quote, look like us? Well, this is not just racist, although coming from the British Empire, you know very well it, it does have a racist component. But it's an effort to impose an economic and energy agenda, which is unacceptable to many nations in the world. So we're being subjected to censorship to keep the lies from being exposed. <clears throat> Excuse me. This includes a denial of historic truth of Putin's statements, for example, about NATO's broken promises that there would be no eastward expansion. This was a pledge given to Gorbachev at the time of the, of the dismantling of the Soviet Union, but it was broken and repeatedly broken, uh, denying the genocidal attacks on the Russian population in eastern Ukraine in the Donbass, denial of the role of neo-Nazis both in the regime change coup in February 2014 and in the attacks on the ethnic Russians uh, inside Ukraine. And I'll have more on this tomorrow because the, the cover-up of the Nazi 
component of the Ukrainian security and defense forces is beginning to, to come out and the reality is being exposed, but it doesn't seem to have any effect at all. How do you say that the Russians are committing war crimes when you refuse to deny openly committed neo-Nazis that are carry, that have been carrying out such crimes for the last eight years? Now, then we had the spectacle of Joe Biden at the State of the Union address. Obviously, he had a lot of no-dose or coffee or something because he didn't fall asleep. But he bragged about inflicting pain on Russia and on conducting an economic warfare, which has reduced the value of the ruble so far by 30%. This is warfare and should be seen as that. And yet many members of the Congress in both parties jumped up cheering, lustily cheering the idea that we're going to inflict such pain on Russia. Then he also bragged about the unity against Russia. Now, coming from the European Union, uh, there's, there's been unity, largely because these are countries that, for the most part, have sold out their sovereignty already. A country like Germany, which is still functioning as a protectorate. But the unity is not universal. There was an ASEAN uh, conference uh, over the last couple of days where they called for peace talks and diplomacy and de-escalation, but they did not support the sanction regimes. Then the United Nations General Assembly had a debate on censoring Russia, giving a censure against them. But there were 35 nations that abstained, including from Asia, China, India, Pakistan, Vietnam, and Sri Lanka, and many from Africa, including Algeria, Angola, South Africa, and the Congo. So don't believe what you're hearing from the media about a unified agreement about Russian war crimes. Why was the International Criminal Court never called to investigate what was released in the Pentagon Papers by WikiLeaks? Why is there no outcry against the jailing of Julian Assange and the judicial murder of Assange, which is underway, for exposing these crimes? So what we're doing, one of the things we're doing besides circulating the petition we've been talking about is we've just released a new pamphlet the LaRouche organization has called Stop Global Britain's Green War Drive. It reviews uh, in more detail much of what I've just presented today, and it's available from the LaRouche organization. Order your copy, order multiple copies, and distribute them to people you know who can think. We need to increase the quality of critical judgment of the people of the United States and Western Europe so that they'll rise up against this insanity of pushing for a war to destroy Russia and China for the sake of the billionaire bankers and their great reset. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow.